Letter 81 of Selected Letters of St. Jane Francis de Chantal. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle. Selected Letters of St. Jane Francis de Chantal by St. Jane Francis de Chantal. Letter 81. To Mother Catherine Charlotte de Cromot de la Grange. Vive Jésus. Annecy, 1629. My very dear daughter, the good gentleman who is making your foundation at Condreux manifests a great regard for it and much piety, courtesy, and humility in the articles of his foundation, which I have seen. Footnote. This foundation was made by Monsieur de Villars, whose brother, Monsignor de Villars, Archbishop of Vienne, presided at the installation of the sisters at Condreux, January 1st, 1630. End of footnote. Indeed, it is but reasonable to do all you can to please him. However, in regard to this first proposition of naming those whom he wishes to be received without a dowry, you must, if possible, arrange that the sisters have the liberty to choose the subjects. Least those he names may not be suitable. This is an important point for the preservation of peace in our institute. As usually, those who present subjects have such a strong desire to see them received that if they prove to have no vocations, the sisters, by sending them away, make for themselves enemies instead of friends. So have a clear agreement on this point. It is quite necessary in order not to be constrained to take those who are found unsuitable. The Book of Customs will afford light on this matter. As to the fourth article, the instruction of young girls, to take boarders is contrary to the spirit of our institute. Our Blessed Father never approved of it. I do not know if he will find amongst his letters one which he wrote to a superior who had been approached on this subject by her bishop. The Book of Customs permits indeed that three young girls, but not more, between the ages of ten and twelve, whose parents destined them for the religious life, should be instructed and trained for it. If, therefore, one could manage to give satisfaction by arranging such instructions as they desire in the parlor to young girls and to some friends, that could be done on feast days and on one day in the week besides. But to act otherwise would be contrary to the Institute. Such is my humble opinion, since you desire to have it. We received your letters yesterday, and will answer them as soon as we can, but the bearer only gives us time to open them. We shall have the answers ready to send you on the first opportunity that presents itself. Footnote. The little sisters, of whom St. Jane Francis herself deemed it was sometimes necessary to increase the numbers, have long since been superseded by small secular schools. The needs of the times and the solicitations of the bishops under direct obedience to whom St. Francis wished his daughters always to remain, impelled the mother superiors of various monasteries, including that of Annecy, to deviate from the original design of the founders insofar as to open schools. But where this departure from the original rule is not found necessary, the houses continued to be purely contemplative. It is interesting to note that on the deathbed, of the venerable mother Chapuis. Her daughters, desiring to know her dying wish in reference to their own school, 
she said, it neither interferes with the silence, the regularity, nor the solitude of the sisters, and is neither against the rule nor against the spirit of the institute. We are told that at Troyes, where this venerable servant of God died, the community, apart from the few engaged in teaching, was absolutely ignorant of what passed in the school, knowing neither the names nor the numbers of the school children. End of footnote. End of letter 81.